Our last bronchodilator, M for methoxan things, ending in fillin like theophylline or aminophilin. It's kind of like giving caffeine that makes your heart race and can be very toxic. So think fillin has you fillin caffeinated and toxic with a super rapid heart rate. Now, the key points are the three T's. T for toxicity over 20. Now, that's the biggest NCLEX tip there. Theophylline has a very narrow therapeutic range between 10 and 20, so we constantly need frequent blood draws. Now, the next T is for tonic-clonic seizures. That's the number one sign for severe toxicity and always the first priority as a nurse. So, guys, we report signs and symptoms of toxicity like anorexia, nausea, vomiting, and even restlessness and insomnia. Now, the last T is for tachycardia and dysrhythmias, a big NCLEX tip right there. Now, these are common adverse effects of the drug, but two common test questions on the HESI were to teach patients to avoid beta blockers that lower the heart rate, which can also block the effects of theophylline, and also to alert the HCP of tachycardia before administering the next dose. Now, patient education, the two drugs that increase toxicity risk, and big NCLEX tip again, is cimetidine, the H2 blocker given for heartburn, and also ciproflaxin, the antibiotic. And guys, always teach the patients to take in the AM since you get amped up in the AM and avoid caffeine, technically avoid all stimulants. And lastly, we stop before a cardiac stress test, which can augment the test. Now, three common questions. Which of the following prescription should the nurse question? So number one, naproxen for asthmatic patients. Yes, guys, we always question this one. Never NSAIDs or beta blockers for patients with asthma. How about number two, ipratropium for a patient with glycoma? No, we never do tropriums for a patient who can't see, spit, or sh poop. You get the idea. Now, option number three, losartan for a patient with diabetes. Oh, yeah, that's okay. How about option number four, theophylline for a patient taking cimetidine? Well, guys, we're going to question this order because it increases the risk for toxicity. Always cimetidine and ciproflaxin. And number five, atenolol for a patient with asthma. Yes, guys, always question this one. Never give beta blockers to asthmatic patients. Now, question number two, what patient teaching should be included with a new prescription of albuterol, ibuprofen, Teotropium and Beclomethazone. Select all that apply. Now, option number one, tinnitus is an expected side effect. No, guys, tinnitus is a serious side effect. Basically tells us that the drug is hard on the kidneys, usually caused by antibiotics. Now, option number two here, tachycardia is expected after albuterol. Yes, guys, the T's of albuterol. One of them is tachycardia, totally normal. Option three, report dark stool to the provider. Yes, guys, NSAIDs like ibuprofen can cause GI bleeding, so we report dark tarry stools. Now, option number four, drink fluids to prevent dry mouth and throat. Yes, guys, tropiums dry the mouth so we can't pee with them with tropium. So we get urinary retention as well as dry mouth. And last thing, guys, is five, ipratropium is used first during an attack. No, we always use Buterols for brutal asthma, commonly albuterol. Now, last question, which medication prescribed for asthma causes tachycardia and dysrhythmias? Option number one, phenobarbital. No, guys, this is a sedative for anxiety. Option number two is the correct one. 
aminophilin. Guys, remember, fillins have you fillin caffeinated and amped up. Now, the last two options, salmetrol and albuterol, technically both can cause tachycardia, but usually don't cause dysrhythmias. So we have to throw that out here. 